even now, Roy Keane would beat him in a fight. Is, is that fair? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Tony Declan Rice seemed to think so. That's, that's definitely not <laughs> actually already happened or anything. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Off the Ball Daily. I'm delighted to be joined now by TUD and Kilkenny Camogie player Emma Minogue as Electric Ireland teams up with six inter-county Camogie and GA stars to look ahead to the upcoming matches and rivalries across the Electric Ireland Camogie Third Level Championships and the Electric Ireland GA Higher Education Championships. Through its first-class rivals campaign, Electric Ireland will continue to celebrate the unexpected alliances that form between county rivals as they come together in pursuit of some of the most coveted titles across Camogie and GA. I caught up with Ryan O'Donoghue and Sean Kelly of University of Galway a little earlier, Mark Rogers and TJ Brennan from UL. Uh, today with the Camogie, it's two TUD teammates. It's Emma Minogue of Kilkenny. How are you, Emma? Not too bad. How are you? And we'll be chatting to Kerry Finnegan a little later. She's a dub, right? Yeah, she is, yeah. How do you get on with the dubs on the panel in TUD? Asher Luck, kind of when I started in first year last year they were all really welcoming and they're all lovely girls so kind of got along really well with them and they're all lovely so no complaints <laughs> Sport obviously a big thing for you growing up was it a big thing for you when you started college was it important that you you know you got in there straight away into the, the Ashburn Cup team and the, the Camogie team Yeah I suppose um, I would have been on to with Lara O'Brien during my leave and sir and kind of about camogie and stuff and scholarships. So kind of, yeah, it was kind of straight in with training and stuff in September and kind of went on from there, to be honest, yeah. James Stevens is the club in Kilkenny. Yeah. And in what way is the setup in, in James Stevens? Like, is it um, is it kind of split the hurling and camogie and is it all just the one, the one club? Do you know where some clubs can have different kind of uh, parts of the club looking after each other? Do you, are you all the one in James Stevens? Yeah. I'd fear like we would have different like committees and mm. different chair person and stuff like that. Yeah, we would be fairly segregated, but we always go on and support each other. And if the lads are playing, we'll go out and watch them. And especially last year when we were in the club all Ireland series, a lot of the lads would have came up and supported us in Crow Park. So yeah, we'd be very good to support each other anyway. Yeah, that's that's a big thing, and I'm sure like growing up in a club like that was was Camogie always it for you. Uh, yeah, it would have been. Uh, I suppose my mother and father would be like big into camogie and hurling, so they would have always brought me down to the pitch or like playing out in the garden and stuff. So yeah, I've always played camogie. Played a bit of hockey as well there as well, okay. which I suppose are very similar. So okay. kind of went hand in hand. So yeah, they both helped yeah. me out with it, yeah. That's interesting because, you know, speaking to the likes of Sean Kelly and Ryan Dunhu earlier, it's other sports that kind of help shape them as as footballers, you know, whether it be basketball or boxing or, or soccer. Yeah. So you're actually allowed to play other sports in Kilkenny. That's interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So oh, hockey, I'm okay. I'm I didn't know that. Yeah, hockey, yeah. Because I went to Loretto Secondary School and they would have been very big in hockey. So I played, I kind of started when I was, I'd say, six or seven with Kilkenny and then would have played all through secondary school and then played with South East at like high levels. So it's only last year I kind of haven't played much just with college and then county and college. Okay. I didn't really have time for hockey anymore, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's relentless. And like you've you've gone, we were just speaking briefly off air. Like you went straight from minor your minor year in 22 straight onto the Kilkenny senior team. Like, what was that like for you integrating into that side? That's a team that goes on to win All Ireland that year. Like, was that a yeah. bit of a whirlwind, or were you were you ready to go with that? Asher kind of just Brian texted me and like was talking to him and he kind of just called me in or whatever. But I think I had so much going on. I didn't really even have th- time to think about it just with the leave and cert and everything. I was just kind of studying for exams and stuff. And I didn't really think about it. I just went to the first training session and just got on with it, to be honest. Uh, one big thing I did notice was like the intensity was definitely a lot, a lot higher when going from minor to senior like a lot the pace was way faster the girls were like a lot more bigger and physical but like you kind of adapt to it and you get used to it after a while so it was grand yeah the competitiveness of Kilkenny training sessions is something that went down and kind of uh, fable yeah. with Brian Cody and, and how the teams used to eat themselves alive is that is that like that at Camogie level like are you doing the same thing when you're getting ready to win All-Ireland after All-Ireland yeah like we'd be cutting at each other and training and everything like it's because like whether you're not up to like come on or start you're trying to make the starting girls better and you're trying to push them harder and harder so that they're ready for the big games yeah. I remember leading up to the Ireland final last year like I knew I wouldn't have been obviously starting or coming on really but like you try your best like I think I was marking Mar- Katie Power in like the sessions coming up to the Ireland and like you just go as hard as you can so like she's ready for that big game course yeah yeah that's kind of like it's kind of a great thing about sport really in the sense that you're kind of you're, you're friends but you're also rivals regardless of whether you're in college which is the best thing about you know college sport that you, you're playing with people from other places but even in your own club team or your own county team you are competing with people for places and spots and positions and even standards yeah you kind of just want to go out and uh, like try your best and just give it your all every time you go out to be honest and I think just pushing each other as well to be the best you can play as well is a big thing. Yeah, I think that's any team with a positive culture probably has that. They probably have the the players who aren't starting that are just pushing the rest along, and yeah. you know, hopefully, hopefully that time turns then and they get their they get their started their chance of starting. Uh, the Ashburn Cup campaign last year, so um, that was the first in TUD's history, like DIT previous. That was their first Ashburn Cup. That must have been a big deal. Yeah, it was like. Obviously, I was in first year last year, so coming in and winning an Ashburn, their first ever time playing in Ashburn tournament was just massive. And I suppose it's probably, we probably did make history as well, because I don't think it's ever been done before coming straight up from Purcell and winning an Ashburn title. But yeah, it was savage. I don't think anyone thought we could do it, and I don't think we thought we could ourselves, but sure luck. It's kind of like... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things when you look back on a whether it's a championship you won with club or county or whatever, like what like what clicked for you or when did you feel like you had a bit of momentum or something special going there? I suppose the training sessions and like training together as a team and we would have played loads of challenge matches and we would have went on nights out and stuff together as a team and we really started to bond together and I suppose that's when it all started to click. Like in the league games last year, we, oh, I don't know what happened. We just were like, we didn't know where we were and what we were doing. And then eventually, after a good few weeks of training and matches and going on like little trips and stuff together, we kind of started to come together and we started winning games. And then we made it to Ashburn weekend and and then all of a sudden we won. So I don't yeah. know what happened. 
but it just all came together in the end. Yeah, it's funny the the way college teams are. You can get a hundred and twenty or eighty people together for a trial in September, and then you're kind of picking teams, and it's it's all kind of coming together, and you've got squads, and people are getting to know each other. So sometimes it just snowballs, and you know maybe it is those those trips or getting to know each other, like on the yeah, we had a, yeah, we had a very small panel as well. I think okay. we had we only had about eighteen on the wow. panel. Yeah, we only had like three or four subs for the final. We actually had to ask up a few of the girls off the intermediate team just for the final in case anyone got injured. Yeah, it was mad. And so, is there any different this year? Has the vibe changed? Is there more of an interest? Um, yeah, I think we we basically have the same team. So I suppose we're just kind of trying to build on from what we had last year and just putting the head down. And like I suppose probably a bit more added pressure now this year because obviously we won last year and there's probably a big target on our backs as well. Like everybody wants, they're kind of out to beat us now this year. So I suppose we're kind of pushing ourselves in training and trying to get the best out of each other. And I think we're so far so good. We're going really well and yeah. hopefully the rest but, but, of the team goes well now. Well, best wishes with the, the defence of the Ashburn Cup this year. Um, you mentioned that it was first your first year last year. So you're in second year. What, what are you studying? Um, so in optometry, so right, okay, so and stuff like that, yeah. Is that a long course? Uh, it's four years, so I'm in second year now, so I have two years after this year, yeah. And then, do you have to do like a something else no. on top of it, or what's it? You're you're qualified then, you're ready to go out and work, okay? Yeah, fully qualified after that. That's interesting. So, and living to, uh, I'm I'm working in spec savers at the moment in Tala. Okay, nice so. little plug. Yeah, and a bit of experience there and it's all starting to come together now as well, yeah. Okay, well that's that's good. Okay, that's that's interesting. And um in terms of like living in Dublin and stuff and making it back for training, like is that a challenge when you're when you're in Kilkenny and you're obviously part of such a competitive panel in Kilkenny? Um, I suppose we've new management now this year, Chap, and both my managers for county and college, they both know my schedule, what days I'm training and what days I'm not. And at the moment, county isn't too strict because obviously they know I'm busy with college. So we kind of train at the weekends and they don't mind if you miss during the week because you're training with college. So it's just communicating with both of them and just letting them know like what days you've trained and what days you don't and what you're doing. And they at the moment, they don't seem to mind anyway. So it's yeah. grand. Well, listen, best of luck. It's clear that that's a theme, you know, especially with the split season and how condensed it is that you know, uh, management and players really do need to be in communication and that's probably something that's improved over the last couple of years. I'm going to be catching up with Kerry Finnegan in a couple of minutes and uh, we'll have a chat as well about the Ashton Cup. So best wishes with the campaign, best wishes with Kilkenny this year. Lovely to chat to you, Emma, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Tommy. I am delighted now to welcome Kerry Finnegan to the show. She is uh, with TUD, an Ashburn Cup winner last year and also a Dublin player. I was chatting to your colleague and rival, Emma Minogue a little earlier as part of Electric Ireland's first class rivals campaign. Do you talk when you aren't playing colleges together? Do we talk? Like, yeah, are you friends off the field? We're actually in the same course, so <laughs> oh, you're doing up op- you're doing optometry as well. Fair play. We're doing optometry, yeah, together. So yeah, out of, out of everyone, we'd probably be the closest on the team. Um I know yeah, she'd be a rival now outside of Fish, but when we're as soon as we put on the tool jersey, we're a family, so Yeah. Uh, that's that like that's that's great. I didn't actually realise that you're on the same course together. I presume that you're friends of, of some capacity. I didn't know you were that close, but you know, 
that like that that was an amazing journey journey that you guys had last year with TUD, you know, coming up and winning that Ashburn Cup was just something else. Oh yeah, you couldn't you couldn't ride it. Even to be honest, we would never have thought of it. It wasn't until we uh played DC in the second round championship that we actually looked for like when we beat them, we looked around and like, God, we could actually do this. Um so yeah, you, you can't write it. It was it was class, yeah. How did how did how did it come together? Like, did you just get a, a group of really good players coming into the college at the same time, or was there a group there already and you just added a few? Or what was the kind of makeup of the team? Yeah, to be fair, like we had a solid, uh, we had a solid team that had been there for the last few years, and then we had some great additions in last year, and um, especially like Megan Dowdall who came in. Um, who wasn't even expected to come into the team like she just arrived training one day and she was class um, and then yeah when we came up from Purcell I think no one really like the other colleges would have really they would kind of would have disregarded the team because the step up from Purcell to Ashburn's huge you know so I think we were kind of just the underdogs we just kind of kept our heads down just t- like concentrated on ourselves and then managed to go all the way yeah. have a little look it was, well, it was, it was a remarkable. They beaten UCC after extra time. Am I right in saying that you won the free that Roshi McCormick slotted from about 55 yards out? Yeah, yeah, that was me. I, I remember, yeah, I could barely move after it. Um, you, so you like in soccer when, you know, somebody might say, I'm taking this. There was no chance of you saying to Roshi, I'm going to hit this. Oh, absolutely not. No, look, <laughs> she, she had taken them for the year and I was already dead after about 60 or extra time and everything I was just like I've got to go to made it a bit easier for you I had to leave on the sideline yeah um, but she's a great player and we were all praying and oh, thank god it went over anyway because extra time and especially like in college level like th- those games are so chaotic and and when you're in extra time of any championship game it can be a bit mad to, to even hard to even figure out what's going on or how long is left and time just seems to be different when it's an extra time like there were seconds left on the clock did you know that this was it? If she nails it, we have one more ball to win. This is this is it. Or were you just going with the process? Like, did you think this it was, was it? Kinda, like we were kind of like I knew it was drawn. If it had gone to penalties, like we were just, we weren't sure how it was going to go. But as soon as she hit it over, like it was a relief. But we still kind of kept going because we just weren't sure. You never know how long it was going to go on for. And then thank God, about thirty seconds later, he blew it up, and we were all just like. Crazy, <laughs> yeah. It was such a relief, yeah. Well, like that, that that's kind of pucker because it kind of struck me last summer watching Arma Monaghan when Rion O'Neill scores that wonder point in Crow Park in the it's like the preliminary quarter final. It's an outside of the boot shot. It had been a very kind of tight game all game long. He nails it, and Ethan Rafferty, the goalkeeper's beside, and they both celebrate the point. The Rafferty nails him, but Monaghan still had time to get up and win a free and find Conor McManus who gets the equaliser and to beat them on penalties. Like, keeping your head in those moments. Like, you were such a, you're a young team, you're unfancied, you're, you've got a chance. Like, did you analyse back and appreciate what you'd done afterwards? Like, how did you keep your heads when, I suppose, UCC were pushing you so far, like? Yeah, I don't even know. Like, the, as soon as the point went over, like, our main thing was get back into position, set up again. Like, we were just in, like, a the mentality that as soon as you score, you need to get back, you have to go again. Like, it was probably... 
was probably knocked into us more so in our minute game because we had to beat them by like I can't remember it was like something crazy like 40 points in order wow. to progress to be super safe so I remember like we were god I think the score was about 10 goals and no matter how many we got you have to get straight back out of your position and go again to the final whistle so I think that was probably a bit like knocked into us when we came to the final like Roshi hit the free and she like sprinted back out of position like there was no celebration like it was such a relief but we all got back out there and Thankfully, that we just kept going until the final whistle until we were 100 centuries and we won. Yeah. So, I guess, yeah, it probably is a help. That's interesting, the Manute game and, and how that kind of maybe shaped you for that championship campaign. And you're dead right. I watched the back earlier on on Electric Ireland's Twitter. Roshi nails it. And I was expecting oh, a big celebration because oh, yeah. of how big a score it was in the moment. But you're right, straight back into the middle. And there's like, yeah. obviously 30 seconds later, the whistle goes and I'm sure the celebrations and... and uh, no, our you... manager said he's like, I've never seen you run so fast. Really? <laughs> back into the position, yeah. It was yeah. just like, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and and the aftermath of that, like you know, the the celebrations. Do you have time to properly celebrate it when there's county seasons taking hold and there's probably other commitments? Like, did you really get in and celebrate? Because you know, when you win a club title, you're writing off the Monday and the Tuesday. Like, what does it happen? What happens with college? Like, yeah, like we we were all together on the the Sunday that we won it together. Majority came the Monday, and then for the Dublin girls anyway, like there was fitness testing on the Tuesday. Wow. So. Okay. Like, you're kind of straight back into it because the league was starting the week after. You know, it's a really small, like, window of celebrations, you know. But when we're together and we're celebrating, like, like you know, we probably only need one or two nights, to be honest. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, Emma, Emma had mentioned earlier that there's only 18 players in the panel, which is, you know, fairly remarkable. We heard about, you know... Oh, about, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, we'd know. be having... You could have, like, there was, now, this would be maybe two, three, it'd be the same kind of players, two, three, you could have about six or seven players training. Now, even now, we'd probably have, like, you could have about 10, 11, 12 players of training. We're kind of just used to a really small panel. Yeah, like, you know, the, the we heard about the story of Tom Morris, um, who, you know, getting huge success with only 18 players as well. Like, did that mean that you were just a lot closer than than, than other teams? Like, like how, how did you manage with just 18 players? I know it's only over a number of weeks, but like, surely a couple of injuries or something's going to catch you when you're playing, you're dicing with such few numbers. Yeah, like, last year, yeah, no, we were super close. Like, you could sit down beside anyone and... um like I know I know to mean bigger panels is couldn't be handier and stuff but I feel like everyone kind of knew their role and we were fortunate enough to not really have injuries last year and um, obviously this year we've had a big loss of Jody Couch during our ACL and league final and um, we have now a bit of a bigger panel this year there's probably like there's more from the injury team that we've been able to bring up and stuff but again we've always been quite a small group and it seems to be working for us um, yeah. So, yeah well there'll be nothing under the radar this year for TUD you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, know. everyone's going to yeah. be looking for you like that's obviously a different perspective entering a campaign like that are, are you relishing it or do you do you, can you look around you and think that oh you know the, the team aren't really handling the pressure here or how are you fixed going into this campaign yeah look we knew that coming up from last year you know we would have been completely disregarded no one expected us to come up from personal to win so I mean, it, like we've we've already discussed it that like if we want to do, if we want to win again, we're gonna have to bring it, you know, completely up a new level. Like these other teams will have done their homework on our players, so we're gonna have to. We'll know where we stand basically after the DCU match in two weeks' time because 
you know, that could be the main contestant. Like, I know we had one before Christmas, but like, we would have been missing players who were with clothes and stuff, still playing, like Lone Sheep and stuff. So we'll have the full panel with the next game, so we'll really know where we stand yeah. in. Well, you, you kind of credited the DCU win last year as being kind of pivotal in the season, so that's... Yeah, it's pretty much the same. So it's kind of the same situation. We had some losses before Christmas. Yeah. Lost our first uh, Ashford game last year as well, sure, and then mm. got the DCU and the rest was history <laughs> there you go yeah well well done on that success and best of luck with the rest of the campaign this year in the Ashburn Cup um, with the dubs you know it's uh, I was chatting to one of your teammates Emma Byrne before Christmas at, at one of the yeah. launches and you know we spoke about the fact that you know her debut in Crow Park was only a couple of years ago as a Dublin Camogie player I couldn't yeah. get my head around it you know as a mead man growing up <laughs> I'm always talking about getting the dubs out of Crow Park but like you've played such few games there as a group but there's probably a feeling that there's there's something growing in Dublin Camogie over the last 18 months. Like, have you started getting your ducks in a row? Do you feel like that? You're obviously fresh onto the panel over the last couple of years. Are you feeling like things are moving in the right direction? Yeah, and even if you bring it back to the college team, we're predominantly Dublin. So majority of the team that played that final and beat the core team are all Dublin. So we just need to figure out how to bring what we had in college into the county setup. Now, I know we've had different management and stuff but at least the, the management have stayed on from last year and they've got a really good plan in place so I, I genuinely do think it's only going up and hmm. um, we do have a few more days to come back especially yeah. this year um, I know we were knocked down into the 1B league so hopefully that'll get some confidence up and we bring home a medal this year <laughs> Was last year tough? Um, yeah like you go straight from, you know, winning with your college to losing with your county. And it's just a completely different, like it was quite, it was hard like to start losing matches again because you kind of forget, you know, what it feels like to lose. But it was a very new team. It was a new management. It's hard to get it right. You know, I feel like the teams that are successful, the ones that have the same kind of consistency, um, we can say even at our college, like I've, we've had the same managers for the last five, six years in the in the college, so they know the teams well. You know, I think that the consistency with the management is huge. Like it makes it makes all the difference. That that was your Crow Park debut. Was that your debut season with the Dubs that year? Or were you doing no, 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 I've been involved since twenty nineteen. Okay, so I, I think I came up with Emma, or she might have been there a year before me. Okay, yeah, and um, I have played Crow Park. Yeah, and like so, like that, that, like was that a big thing playing in Croker that day? Like, I, like, would you be overawed by the occasion coming in there? And yeah, yeah, we were all like, anyone you knew, were like, God, come up to Croker, we're all playing. Like, it was kind of, it was funny. Like, our any of our big games, it would have been big to play Parnell Park for us, you know. Yeah, like we would have been so used to playing our matches in like random GA clubs around Dublin. So, um, yeah, to play Croker Park was huge. So I'm just hoping that it gets more. We can do it more often, basically. Like you've seen, you've seen success at college level. You've been around the Dublin team for the last couple of years. Like the the player group seems to be deepening. Like, what do you need? Like you've mentioned the consistency with management. Like what do you need to go on another level? Yeah, I think the mentality. I think with Dublin, they're so like we're so used to losing that like. Our goals were always ever let's just try and get out of the group stage. You know, there's never. I feel like we just, you need to believe it. And we, to be fair, last year we didn't really believe it until we beat one of the top teams in the competition. So 
I feel like we'll get a lot more confidence having playing in the 1B league this year that hopefully will come through and we can do a lot better in the championship but I genuinely think it's a mentality we're doing all the training we're doing all the stuff that you need to be doing it's just we just need to get over the line yeah it's yeah. finding you know that yeah well it, it's fine lines as you saw last year fine lines yeah, yeah. 100% but, but Kerry yeah. Great to chat to you. Best of luck in the uh, in the Ashburn Cup campaign and in the season ahead with the Dubs. Um, thanks for chatting to me on Electric Ireland's First Class Rivals campaign. Uh, I'm sure you'll have very interesting days ahead at college level and uh, great to chat to you. We'll chat to you again soon. Thanks so much. Off the ball, daily.